Come on, if you're glad that the blood will never lose its power. That's the reason why we are here today. That's the reason why we can come to church. It's the reason why we can do anything. It's because of the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all out this morning. Uh, better energy this morning. We thank God for that. Better worship at the start of the service. We want to make sure that we end the year strong worshiping the Lord because God has been good to us. I want to make sure that we uh, take a moment to recognize those who have served today. Where's Sister Tammy? Sister Tammy, can you come on up, please? We want to recognize everybody who has served uh, from our worship leader to our musicians, praise team, everybody on a count of three. Can we say thank you to them? One, two, three. Come on, let's give them a big clap off in the praise as well. Let's thank God for them. Come on up here, Sister Tammy. We want to give a big, big, big thank you and shout out to Sister Tammy Toms. Today is her last Sunday with us as producer working behind the scenes. Uh, and she has been doing this for the last four years. So let me help you. That means that during COVID, when you all were at home, there was a skeleton crew that was here in the building making sure that we could provide a virtual experience for you. She was one of the ones that came every single Sunday during the pandemic working behind the scenes to make sure that we had something to offer and her season is up in this position. We need to stand y'all and give her a big clap off and a praise and thank you. We love you. Fantastic job. Thank you. Y'all see what's going on in front of the camera, but y'all have no idea all that it takes behind the camera and making sure that things run smoothly. So thank you, Sister Tammy, for your service and work for Ivy. Now, let me give you just a few quick announcements. We have a lot of things coming up as we sprint to the finish line at the end of the year. First of all, uh, don't forget this upcoming Wednesday, we do have our end of the year annual church meeting that will be at 7 p.m. right here in our Family Life Center. It is open to any member of our congregation. You can come get information about where we are as far as our finances are concerned, the vision for 2023, all of the stuff that is important that we need to take care of from a business perspective will be done on Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday at 7 p.m. Then next Sunday, next Sunday evening, we have our annual Christmas concert. We're very excited about that. And so uh, we have our music ministry, our drama department, our, our miracles of faith will be a part of ministry and arts will be a part of it. Our beams of hope. We have an intergenerational annual Christmas concert. We're very excited about that. That's going to be at 6 p.m. on next Sunday. I want you to come back. Uh, after morning service, and we make sure that we can celebrate uh, the season with our annual uh, Christmas concert. Then uh, Christmas Day, y'all, is on a Sunday this year. So we will have one service as we normally do at 10 a.m. for our morning service. You know, it's a birthday party, y'all, so we're going to have a day party is what we're going to have. We're going to celebrate. We'll have a good time. We're going to hit it hard. We understand that people have family commitments on Christmas Day. So we're going to not be in long. We're going to hit it hard, though. We're going to have a day party and celebrate and thank God for the birth of Jesus Christ. And then we'll be on our way. So that is Christmas Day. Still have service at 10 a.m. Then New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. We put a survey out to see because New Year's Eve is on a Saturday, which means we still got Sunday service on New Year's Day. 
So after we put the survey out, you all have spoken. The majority of you said, you know what? We can still do watch night service. So because you spoke that, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to have watch night service Saturday the 31st, 10 p.m. We have something for our youth as well at 10 p.m. on the 31st. And young adults, there's going to be an activity for you starting at midnight on the 1st going into the morning and so we got lots of activities on new year's eve and then we're coming back sunday morning 10 a.m for our sunday morning service on january the first so lots of things that are happening we'll make sure y'all get announcements to all of that but please be informed about the dates and times that we got going on now need everybody to stand for me please stand for me please uh John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35 is our theme for the year. Love is the key is the theme, but the scripture says a new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you. So you should love one another by this. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So the way we are known to be children of God is not just coming to church and not just saying we are a member of a church, but it is how we show love to others. Let's take some time to do that now. Go ahead and find some folks. Tell them you love them, please. Let's go ahead and take some time to do that right now. Online. Go ahead and drop that I love you in the online. Online, we love you as well. Type that in the chat. Give somebody a shout out in the chat. Love you online. If you know somebody else is watching, give them a shout out. All right, 10 seconds. New command I give you. That you love one another as I have loved you, so you must also love one another. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, y'all come back this way. Remain standing for me, please. Y'all hug and sit down. We ain't tell you to do that. Y'all must be tired after telling somebody you love them. On Tuesday, somebody say Tuesday. This upcoming Tuesday, Sentara will have their mobile van unit that comes to us at least twice a month for this community and for our church. So on this upcoming Tuesday, they will be here from 2 to 6 p.m., this is for anybody that uh, needs a physical, anybody that needs shots, flu shot, COVID shot, 
and other health issues they can take care of on the spot and it is free to all of us so again if you need that you can come on tuesday get any shot that you need if you need a physical or some other things that they can take care of right here on the spot two to six on this upcoming tuesday turn your bible please to luke chapter one luke chapter one We have ended the gospel of James Brown. <laughs> He's gone. We, we, we done moved on now. In Luke chapter 1 verse 26 it says in the sixth month, this is New Living Translation, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor. Somebody say favor. With God, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? Because I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the baby will be born, will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. I love verse 37. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That's good enough. Y'all may be seated. Y'all may be seated. Tap yourself on the chest and say it with me, please. Why not me? I need y'all to say that again. For somebody who's been beat down and going through stuff and you wondering, tap yourself on the chest again and say, why not me? Yeah, Father, if you would now, please let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let all of God's people say amen. So as we get to this part of the year, it is important for me that uh, we make a distinction between the Christmas season and the birth of Christ. Because the two are not always the same. Even though both, even though believers may participate in both, we need to understand that our primary reason for celebrating is because of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For those who don't know, this is the season that we're in called Advent. Somebody say Advent. And Advent is on the Christian or what we call liturgical calendar. Advent comes from the Latin word aventus, and it means coming. And so in this time of year, what we should be, and when I say we, I mean believers, what we should be focused on is preparing ourselves and celebrating the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We should be in the mindset that we should be getting ready for our king to come into this world. And so therefore, the Advent season starts on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, 
and it ends December 24th or Christmas Eve. I know we got Black Friday. And I know we got small business Saturday. But for the believer, we should be hyped about the Advent season. And let me tell you why. Because if we aren't excited and celebrating the first coming, then how are we preparing ourselves for the second one? So this season is for that for us. How do we prepare ourselves? How do we celebrate? How do we get ready for the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Now, just allow me just five minutes, please, to do a teaching on this season so y'all can understand what we're dealing with. Christmas story I want to tell you about because when you look at Scripture, what you will discover is that there's no place in Scripture uh, where the birth of Jesus was actually celebrated. What you will also find is that scholars do not believe that Jesus was born on December the 25th. Most scholars would tell you that he was born in the springtime. And so if Jesus was born in the spring, which most scholars believe, and if there's nothing in Scripture where the birth of Christ was celebrated, then why do we now? Well, part of the reason is because of church history and how we got to this point over the years that we've come to celebrate Christmas. It wasn't until the year 336 that the church in Rome decided to make Christmas Day official and begin to celebrate his birth. Now, let me make sure you all have context into this. So the Bible was written primarily by Jews, even some Gentiles who came over, but primarily the authors of the Bible were of Jewish descent. Jews in the land of Palestine where they lived were a considered a minority group, much like us now. They were not the majority of where they lived. Where they lived was in a culture of Roman rule. Romans and Greeks rule the day. So it was the Romans and the Greeks that determined many things in the culture, just like we do today, where we as minority have to assimilate into a majority culture. The Jews who wrote the Bible also had to assimilate into the Roman culture. And so... In the Roman culture, this time of year, there were at least three pagan festivals or celebrations. The first one was the festival or the rebirth of the unconquered sun, which is where you get sold Invictus. The unconquered sun festival or rebirth was celebrated because of what is called the winter solstice. I know y'all were asleep in science, so let me help y'all understand. The solstice, December 21st, is considered the winter solstice day. December 21st is the day that is the least amount of sunlight in the year. So every day leading up to December 21st after March 21st, leading to, excuse me, after June 21st, leading to December 21st, each day light gets shorter. The shortest day of the year for sunlight is December 21st. Then after that, the days start to get longer again. 
So on December 25th, around about, the Romans decided, because they had many different gods that they celebrated, they decided to worship the sun because they saw that the daylight was getting longer. This was the first festival that they celebrated this time of season. The second one that they celebrated was the festival called Saturnalia. And by the way, Saturnalia comes from the planet of what we know to be Saturn. Y'all help me for a moment. Y'all do realize that all the planets except for Earth were, were named after Roman or Greek gods. Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, all of them were named after Roman gods. In this particular case, they worshiped Saturnalia. And in this particular exchange of culture, what they did in this festival, which started on December 17th, and it lasted for three to seven days, they exchanged gifts during this festival of Saturnalia. Then there was a third festival that was celebrated, not by the Romans, but by another group. But the Romans were influenced by this other group of people. It was called the God of Mithra, M-I-T-H-R-A, who is the God of light and the God of loyalty. So you had three festivals by non-believers that all were celebrated this time of year. So again, how do we celebrate Christmas now when all of this other stuff was jumping off? Well, you need to understand church history. And in church history, there was a man who was a Roman emperor, and emperor was means he was the head of all of Rome, named Constantine. If you don't know who Constantine is, you need to Google him when you get home. Constantine was an emperor from 306 to 337. He became a convert of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Constantine got saved, he decided to do two things. The first thing that he decided to do was to make Christianity the predominant religion of all of Rome. So it went from being a small minority religion to now because of Constantine, everybody in Rome had to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. The second thing that Constantine did was that he decided to combat or to battle all of the other pagan festivals that took place during this time. He made a decree. We're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus on December 25th. And therefore, the national holiday for Rome began to honor December 25th and or January 6th as the day of the birth of Christ. Now, why am I trying to tell you all of this? Number one, I'm trying to tell you this to give you context into how we got here. Number two, I am not trying to tell you to change any of your traditions or customs or what you do for the holiday season. I'm not telling you not to stop or to do other things. Here's what I am telling you. If we're going to be in this season, and if we are believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we need to make sure we are celebrating for the right reasons. And, and we need to make sure we're doing it as unto the Lord. And if you're more excited about the TV than Jesus, if you're more excited about the 50% off than Jesus, 
If you're more excited about running downstairs to find out what you could get under a tree versus who hung on the tree, then we as believers look no different than what the people out there in the world are doing. Because they out there exchanging gifts. They out there doing everything that we're doing and don't even know why they're doing it. We ought to know why we're doing it. We are exchanging gifts, not just for the culture of the season, but because we got a gift in Jesus. And we are celebrating this season. So this is how we're going to do it. If you wake up on December 25th and your focus more is in what you got versus what Jesus did for you, then it's out of order in what we're doing as believers. But when we get up on December 25th, and the first thing that we do is we say, thank you, Lord, because it's your birthday. And I want to make sure that you are honored on your birthday. And even though we don't know exactly what day you were born, because we celebrated on the 25th, we're going to first of all give you glory, honor, and praise because you didn't have to come into the world, you didn't have to be born, and you sure enough didn't have to die. Then we'll open a gift. See, if you do it that way, then you won't be mad if you didn't get something that you wanted. See, if you celebrate Jesus first, then you can smile even though you got something that you know you ain't going to use. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to open that gift. And somebody's looking right at you. <laughs> and you know you don't like it. And they smiling. Oh. <sighs> Hey. <laughs> Thank you. And in your mind, you thinking, as long as I got the receipt to this bad boy, I'm taking this thing. So I want to make sure y'all understand the history. Now, before, uh, now that we got the history out the way, before there was Constantine, before Christianity became the predominant religion in Rome in 336, for all of the customs of the day. And I ain't even getting to Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole nother story. Before we get into all the customs of the day, we need to get back to actually what happened and why Advent is so important. We find this story in Luke chapter 1. If you ever want to know the context of the birth of Christ, you look in two places. You look in Luke's gospel and you look in Matthew's. Luke gives us more of a definitive version of the story. And it tells us in verse number 26 and 27 that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, that God sent Gabriel to a village in Galilee called Nazareth to a woman named Mary who was a virgin. And she was engaged to be married to a brother named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. We've got a lot to unpack there. First of all, who is Elizabeth? Second of all, who's Gabriel? And why did Gabriel go to Mary? What we find in verse number 26 is that Elizabeth and Mary are related. 
in Luke chapter 1, verse 36, it says that they are kinsmen. Now, we, know, we normally associate that with being a cousin. Because, you know, when you don't know how you're related, everybody your cousin. So we can assume that on some level, Elizabeth and Mary were cousins, but it could be something different. Elizabeth was much older than Mary. Elizabeth was married to a man named Zachariah, and Elizabeth was barren. Now, to understand that, you know that in that culture, to not be able to conceive and have children, you were considered a social outcast. It was something that must have been wrong with you, that you can't bear children. And so Elizabeth, for years, pleaded with the Lord, Lord, please bless me with the child. And for years, that prayer went unanswered until God sent the, uh, Gabriel, this, this angel, to first go to Elizabeth and said, I heard your cry. And even though it's in your older years, you're going to conceive and you're going to give birth to a son and you're going to name him John. So Elizabeth um, is carrying John the Baptist. And she's carrying him past her childbearing years. You missed your shout. You see, this is why we celebrate Advent. Because Advent is about what is possible. Hmm. It is what's possible when God shows up in your life. You see, you counted yourself out. You put God on a, on a calendar. You put him on a time stamp. And you decided that once God would not make it in your time frame, that it couldn't be done. And then God shows up past your time stamp, past your expectation, and said, I heard you way back when, and I'm here now because I may not come when you want me to, but when I come, I'm always and I'm going to bless you, Elizabeth, with a son. And you're going to name him John. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, now we see that God said, I ain't done with you yet, Gabriel. And Gabriel now goes to see Mary. Now, who is Gabriel? Gabriel is one of the few angels that is mentioned in the Bible by name. His name literally means champion of God. And what we see of Gabriel is that he went four places uh, to give news when it comes to what God wanted him to deliver. In the Old Testament, he delivered the news um, in chapter 8 of Daniel where he talked about a vision that Daniel could not interpret. God sent the angel Gabriel to go interpret the vision. In Daniel chapter 9, he also went and helped him to understand the end-time prophecy of the 40 weeks, 47, 49 weeks of end-time prophecy. Then the third time is that he speaks to Elizabeth earlier in the text, and now he goes to talk to Mary. Now, as he goes to Mary, uh, it tells us that she's in a village in Nazareth. There's nothing distinctive about Nazareth. There's nothing famous about Nazareth. There's nothing pleasant about Nazareth. It's an ordinary place in a region called Galilee. As a matter of fact, the only thing that we know about Mary in this text is not how much money she has, not her education, not even who her family is. The only thing we know about Mary in this text was that she was a virgin, which tells me she was ordinary just like us. There was nothing super special about Mary. And that's what I need y'all to understand about Advent. There was not that she was so much more holy 
than everybody else. She was young. She was engaged. And the engagement in Jewish culture is different than in our culture because the engagement in Jewish couple and Jewish culture is legally binding. You are married legally even though you are engaged. The only thing that hadn't happened yet was that they consummated the marriage. But there's nothing unique or special about Mary. Why am I telling you that? Because everybody in here is Mary. And if you don't get that, then you won't get the Advent season. Everybody in here is Mary. As a matter of fact, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, my name is Mary. We got Mary John and Mary Emerson and we got Mary Frank and Mary Lady Swan. But what I need you to understand is that it was not anything that she did that warranted Gabriel to show up. Hmm. She sinned just like you. She didn't get it right all the time just like you. But notice what happened when Gabriel showed up. He tells her in verse 28, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Notice what happens when Gabriel shows up. He doesn't see her faults. He doesn't see her failures. He doesn't see her mistakes. He doesn't see her sins. Greetings, favorite woman. The Lord is with you. Now, I know we talk a lot about favor in the church. Favor ain't fair and all that other stuff. But what does it mean to be favored? Favorite comes from the same Greek word where we get grace. <sighs> the same root word for grace is the same word where we get favor. And grace is where somebody is extending kindness towards you that you don't even deserve. You see, this is what Advent season is about. When Jesus shows up, he extends stuff to us that we don't even deserve. And I need about five people right about now to understand what I'm talking about. How many of you know that you have been blessed, but you look at your life and say, I didn't deserve that. You look at your situation and you say, I don't know how and why God did that for me. How many of you look at your things and say, it must be God, not me that did it because I look at all the times that I messed up, that I didn't get it right, that I got it wrong, and he still gave me favor. Y'all ain't going to sit on me today. I need some folk that realize that God has favored your life. And it ain't because of you. It ain't because of what you did. It was because God looked at you and said, I still see something in you. This is Advent. When Jesus shows up, he brings favor. When Jesus shows up, he brings grace. When Jesus shows up, he brings kindness. I ain't looking at no TV. I ain't looking at no shoes. I ain't looking at no tree. I'm looking for the favor of God over my life. And this is what he said. 
Gabriel says, Mary, the favor of God is with you. Y'all be seated. I got a little bit more. Now watch this. Verse 29 is how I also know that we're Mary. Because notice how Mary responded. The Bible says she was confused and she was disturbed. In other words, she wasn't initially happy to see Gabriel. The Lord just sent Gabriel to speak over her life. And instead of receiving what the angel spoke over her life, instead she was confused. She was disturbed. The root word of that is she was upset. She was bothered. She was perplexed. And isn't this us all day long? You pray for God to do something in your life. You pray to God to elevate you. And then by the time God sends the blessing, you can't even receive it. Yet you want better. But then when God show up, you don't know how to act. Here it is. You've been praying all this time. God elevate me. God bless me. I decree and declare all the stuff that you use. And then when he does it, you walking around confused. Didn't you pray for this? Didn't you want God to elevate you? Didn't you want God to move you beyond your space? So somebody help me understand. If you want better and then when God shows up, why are you saying why me? Why are you turning down what God is trying to do in your life when you ask for it? So she's confused and she's disturbed, just like us. We know how to deal. Let me tell you what it is, y'all. We know how to deal with pain. We know how to deal with failure. We struggle with success. We're used to knowing how to ride when it's tough. We don't know how to act when it get good. Because we've been down for so long. And you wondering and then you come to turn, well, maybe this is just how it's going to be. Child. How you doing, child? Child. I'm just here. I've been praying for a long time, child. And then after God show up, I'm ready to bless you. Child, I'm still here. <laughs> Y'all help me understand. Why are we getting up coming to church? Why are we making it down here? If we don't believe that God can do greater. What are we here for? What are we here for? If you don't believe God can do greater. So she's confused and she is disturbed, the Bible says, because she's thinking about who is this that God sent to speak into my life? And so in the next verse, verse 30, 
Gabriel has to say it again. Don't be afraid, Mary. The Lord has found favor with you. Just in case you didn't catch it the first time, your fears, your concerns, your doubts don't change God's favor. <sighs> Gabriel said, don't be afraid, Mary. God has found favor with you. As a matter of fact, you're going to conceive too. And you're going to bear a son. And you're going to name him Jesus. And he will be the son of the Most High. And he will be one that will carry the kingdom of God forever. And pass down the descendants of David. He's speaking into her life. Great things in her life about what the possibilities are. This is Advent. Not what has happened, but what is possible. Is it possible for somebody who has pain all their life to still be used by God? Is it possible for somebody from the hood to rise up and God do great things for them? Is it possible for somebody who is broke that God can still make a way for you and elevate you in spaces that you ain't never seen? Is it possible for somebody who ain't educated to be able to do and things that God can't even imagine, even speaking into the lives of those who are educated? The answer is yes. The question, though, is do you believe it? Because most don't. Most do not believe this. You have settled into your life. You have reasoned that this is how it's going to be. You hope for better. You pray for better. And then when better comes, you don't know what to do with it. So here it is. For, three, for two or three verses, Gabriel goes in. You're going to conceive. You're going to name the child Jesus. He's going to be the son of the most high. His kingdom will have no end. And as Gabriel is going through all of this, verse 34, again, this is how I know Mary is all of us. She asks a great question, but she's asking it from a different place. Watch this. She says, okay, Gabriel, how am I going to have a kid and I'm a virgin? I hear you. I'm going to conceive, but, but how am I going to conceive? I am engaged to Joseph. Hey, we ain't done nothing yet. How this going to work? Now, let me just put a pin in that verse right here. And let me just mention something to you. When Gabriel went to Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, up earlier in the chapter, and told Zechariah, your, your uh, wife going to conceive, he asked the same question. How is it going to be because she passed the age of childbearing? And Gabriel said, is there anything too hard for God? And then after that, you know what, you know what Gabriel did to her, to him? Closed his mouth. He couldn't talk until after John the Baptist was born. See, you're asking questions because it needs to make sense in your mind. You ask questions because you think logically. 
like Mary did. And logically, it don't make sense logically that I could be able to conceive and give birth to a son because I ain't never done nothing. That's how we process logically. But God don't deal in logic. And this is why Advent is so special because God deals in faith. Faith that goes beyond logic. I know what you see, but what did I say? And that's where we are as believers. I know you see it, but what did I say? I see the bill. He told me he would supply all my needs. I see the sickness. He told me by his stripes. I know my daddy told me I ain't going to never be nothing, but he told me I can do all things. So what you going to believe? What you going to believe? What you see or what's been spoken over you? And so she says, how this going to happen, man? Listen, I ain't been with nobody. Verse 35, here's what Gabriel said. The Holy Ghost. See, y'all get excited about Pentecost because y'all think Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit showed up. No, the Holy Spirit been working even before Pentecost. It says in verse 35, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the Spirit of God is going to overpower you. So now, here it is. You ready for this? In order for God to do great things in your life and for you to really imagine the possibilities of Advent, you got to get off of logic and you got to get on spirit. And as long as you're so happy about what's under the tree, that's what you see. And as long as you're happy about the decorations, that's what you see. And as long as you're happy about the traditions and the customs of the season, that's what you see. But guess what? If all you focus on is what you see, then that's all you get. I don't want what I can see. I want what I can't see. <laughs> because what I can't see is better than what I can see. I want the spirit to be at work in my house, in my kids, in my marriage, because then that will make my life better. I need about five people right about now that can say, you know what? You can have the gifts. Give me the Holy Ghost. Let the spirit run up and down my house. Let the spirit be in my kids. Let the spirit be in my marriage. Let the spirit be in my family so we can have a good dinner on Christmas Day and not be fussing and fighting. Give me the spirit. I feel it in here today. I need the Spirit. And believers, we have gotten more caught up in the season than the birth. We running around trying to buy gifts for people for the season and forgetting about the possibilities of what happens when God can come in your life. What happens when God can speak in your life? What happens when God interrupts your routine and says, I got something bigger and better for you than you ever thought possible. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what I got for you.
Stop selling it for what's under this tree. I got something better for you. You know what I got for you? I got purpose. I got when you wake up now, you know why you're called. You know what you're supposed to do. You know why you're still breathing. You know why you're still here on the earth. Ain't nothing under the tree going to give you that. So Gabriel says the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. The Holy Spirit is going to overpower you. The Holy Spirit is, is going to do this work. And you're going to call this child the Son of God. This is for everybody in here today. This is the wrestling that we have. Because we spend so much time on the wrong stuff. And I'm not telling you not to do it. What I'm telling you is that Advent is about what's possible. What is possible when God shows up? Because when God showed up, he allowed a virgin to have a baby. If God can do that for a no-name Mary, what can he do for you? What can he do for you? I believe there's some people that's been holding on to some stuff. What can he do for you? And my question is, do you believe that it's possible or are we so fixated on tearing open the package to see what's in the gift? What's possible is that God can take little old me and little old you and cause you to do stuff that would blow your mind. I need five people, that's what you want. Come on and join in with me and give God some praise. That's what I want, God. Take my life, move it up higher. Take me to places I ain't been. Do things for me that you ain't, I ain't seen before. Use me. Hey, that's what I want. So watch this, and I'm done. After Gabriel spoke into our life the second time, the Holy Ghost will come to you. Gonna do all this stuff. Verse 38, notice Mary's response. Remember, verse 30, verse uh, 29. 30, excuse me, verse 30, she was confused at first. She was disturbed. Verse 34, she asked Gabriel, how you gonna do this, man? I'm a virgin. But in verse 38, Mary said, I am a servant of God. I'm a child of the king. She said, whatever you just said, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. I don't know who you're going to use to do it. But let it be. Let everything you say be true. I need some people that believe 
God, I know you can still do it in this season. God, I still know you can do great things. God, I don't know how. God, I don't know why. I don't know when. But I know you can do it in my life. And I'm going to give you praise now for the things that you haven't done yet. I need five people that want to give God a praise that say my better is coming. My purpose is coming. My season is coming. My possibilities are coming. Great things are coming. I believe it with all my heart. This is Advent. This is the season. Going from questioning God to God, whatever you see. Whatever you say, Lord. Whatever you got for me. Whatever you want for me. Even though I don't understand it. Even though I ain't deserving of it. God, whatever you say. I, I receive it. Do I have any people that want to receive it today? Come on, just say, I receive it, Lord. I receive the blessing. I receive the favor. I receive the grace. I receive the kindness. I receive you speaking over my life, whatever it is. And we missing all of this because we want a gift card. We missing all this because you want another TV. No, not this year. I want the TV and the kindness. But if I got to choose between one, give me the grace all day every day and like my mama say and twice on Sunday give me all of it because I can get the stuff later but God can only give us what we can't get nowhere else this is what we need to teach our children this is what we need to celebrate in this season what is possible when God shows up Mary went from verse 30 confused and disturbed why me? To verse number 38, why not me? And so since Romans 12 and 2 says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Maybe as believers, we need to shift into thinking, why not me? Why can't it be me? It could be somebody else. But it could be me too. Why do I keep discrediting me? Why do I keep counting myself out? Was it because of what somebody told me? Was it because of how I feel about myself when I look in the mirror? Is it because I keep counting all the mistakes that I've made? And I have concluded that because of the mistakes that I made, it is not possible for God to use me. Well, if that's the case, you be dead. But you're still here.
Which means there's still purpose to your life. There's still more for you. Stop looking at your limitations and your failures and what you don't have and what you're trying to get and just let God speak to you and tell you who you are. And so many people are searching for happiness in a box. We go through this same cycle every year. We spend money that we don't have to give gifts to people who ain't going to use past New Year's. And God been trying to speak into our life all year. And we ignore that. Make it make sense. When God shows up, you're favored. He is extending grace to us. He's being kind because we don't deserve it. Then he gives us purpose. And you shaking your head wondering why me? No, this ain't no more why me. Why not you? Why can't he use you? Why can't you do great things for God? I don't care how old you are. Mary, it was believed, was a teenager at the time of this writing. So young people, it don't matter how young you are. And old people, Zachariah and Elizabeth, past the age of childbearing years, Luke 137 says, for the word of God shall never fail. You know what that means? If he spoke it, If he spoke it and he does not deliver, that makes him a liar. But if he spoke it and he delivers, he's who he says he is. I want some people in here that believe, why not me? That's who I want in here. I want avid members. Why not me? Why can't God use me? Tired of you looking at your insecurities and your fears, what you can't do, what you ain't good at, what you don't know. Why can't God use you? Last I checked, he didn't ask Mary before. He didn't say, uh, excuse me, Mary, do you know the uh, Ten Commandments? Did he do a list of how many times Mary went to church? Did he do a list of Mary's background? Because they ain't even mentioned did he do a mention of what's in Mary's bank account? The only thing that Mary did do was that she honored God with her body. Now, had she given in to that, then she couldn't have been used because God needed a virgin to prove he can do what nobody else can. So maybe there's a lesson in honoring God with your body.
Yeah, it got quiet on that one, Lady Swan. I know that got quiet on that one right there. When I was talking about the Holy Ghost, yeah, Pastor, I'm with you. Honoring God with your body. Tap yourself, please. Say it again. Why not me? I just need y'all to walk out of here with that. Why not me? Not why me. Why not? Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for the reminder, God, of what this season is all about. It's the season of possibility. That whenever you show up, things can turn in an instant. And God, forgive us because for so long we've been so concentrated on the box and the gifts and all that stuff. And all you really wanted was a chance just to show us what's possible. So let our ears be more attentive in this season to what you have to say. Speak now, Lord. Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Reverend Person. Hey, good morning, fam. Why not me? What a word, what a word. Why not uh, me? God chooses to use you and I in the way he wants to. Uh, not logistically, not by logic, not by how we think he should, but how he sees into eternity past and eternity future and know his plans for us to bring glory and honor to him. Amen. What a word. Thank you for that word, Pastor. Hey, I'm back today uh, with uh, Deacon Ivy, who leads our auxiliary. He's going to talk to us a little bit about how you can get involved with auxiliaries. But before we do, just a couple of quick announcements because some questions have been asked to me. Uh, first of all, people have been asking about spiritual gifts assessments, and uh, Reverend Overby and the team is working on that, and we should have that out uh, hopefully this week. So keep your eye out for that so you can take that online, and hopefully that will help you uh, discover where you, you fit in best. Just a little caveat to that. Many of you probably have taken them, and, and uh, they're not foolproof, but it gives you a good idea. And then also, um, just want to shout out our intercessors. They've been doing a great job uh, leading us in Sunday morning before service. If you haven't had a chance to get out here, I ask that you do that. But um, they're going to be planning next year to give some more prayer opportunities, not just on Sunday morning, so look for that coming. But we do have a prayer wall that's found on our app. And you can go to the Ivy app, and uh, you can put your prayer request there. And I'm telling you, they are willing and ready to pray to pray for you and your needs. So you don't have to wait till Sunday morning. Uh, go to the prayer wall, and we do monitor that. If you got that, say amen. amen. Now I'm here with uh, someone who's very dear to me. Uh, share a little quick testimony, and then I'm going to let him talk. Uh, as a young Christian, uh, having get recently given my life to Christ, uh, him and I worked in the shipyard together. And he is one of uh, the people that I attribute to that pouring into me on my lunch hour in the shipyard. Uh, Deacon Ivy uh, broke the word down like I had never heard it before. 
And uh, so I am ever for eternal grateful you for you taking the time to impart the truth of God words to me. But we're here to talk to you today about uh, auxiliary ministry that you lead. So just tell us about a little bit about the ministry and how they can get involved. Good morning, everyone. Uh, again, I'm Deacon Ivy, department leaders for the auxiliaries, and that's include the hospitality ministry. And the hospitality are the ones that smile. Brother person, we can't hear. Switch the mics. The hospitality ministry are the one that smiled and greeted you as you came in the building today. And we had the ushers uh, ministry. They are the one that sits you to your seat in the family life center. They also supply you with tissue and fan as needed. And we have the uh, nurses unit. Uh, they are handling any uh, medical emergency that arises that comes up during the service. And you don't have to be in the medical uh, a medical, medical profession to, uh, to be in that uh, ministry. Uh, they'll teach you or train you, whatever you need. Then we have the uh, culinary ministry. Anything, any event that involves food, like banquets or repasts, anything like that, you can serve in that ministry. Or if you can cook, there'll be a great ministry for you. And last, not the, but not, last but not the least, we have the uh, military uh, ministry, and they are our minister, military fellowship, I'm sorry. And to be part of that ministry, you had to be active, uh, retired uh, military, or a spouse of a military member. And if you like to connect with any of the ministry, get off your thing and meet the ministry. Meet, meet, meet. And, and, and meet and meet the uh, meet the ministry leaders in the back at the MRT table. Thank you. Amen. Give Deacon Ivy a haircut, please. Get up off that thing. You heard him. So we'll be back at the MRT table. And and I heard I heard a few chuckles when they talked about culinary. I don't know. If we got some cooks in the house, or we got some people that like to eat. But uh, anyway, they we thank God for all our ministries. And again. Hopefully you can find your place in ministry. Back to your pastor. God bless. All right, let's give them another clap off the praise. Thank you. And I guess the gospel of James Brown is still around. He ain't going nowhere yet. All right. We're going to say goodbye for, before we do. For those who want to receive Christ, if you're online and join our church, we will be available right now. You can type that in the chat or you can text the at sign, join Ivy and send that to 81010 for salvation or for membership. If you are watching, if you are in the building, would like to receive Christ or like to join our church, we'll be standing up front once service is over. Let's wave goodbye to those online now at this time. Bye online people, we love you. A couple of more things we need to do. All Angel Tree applications are in. If you want to be a donor, please fill out the online application for your specific child's information. Return gifts by today. Ivy Family, for those who would love to donate a Christmas basket, it is due Friday, December 16th, between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. 
Please enclose all items for dinner to help a family of four in need. If you don't want to shop, donate $68 for a Christmas basket funds are due by Tuesday, December 13th. Let's finish the year strong. Register on our website for Saturday Power Hour Fitness, December 17th. Today through January 3rd will be registration for Winter Discipleship 2023. All classes are virtual via Zoom. Classes will be three weeks on Wednesday, January 11th, 18th, and 25th, noon and 7 p.m. The Christmas concert will be held Sunday, December 18th at 6 p.m. The Christmas concert will be held Sunday, December 18th at 6 p.m. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're gonna do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Parents, we are calling youth ages 12 and under to sing with Beams of Hope for the Christmas concert. The last practice will be Thursday, December 15th at 6 p.m. Christmas morning day service will be at 10 a.m. Let's celebrate our King. Ivy Angels will be open. tree applications are in. If you want to be a donor, please fill out the online application for your specific child's information. Return gifts by today. Ivy family, for those who would love to donate a Christmas basket, it is due Friday, December 16th between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Please enclose all items 
for dinner to help a family of four in need. If you don't want to shop, donate $68 for a Christmas basket funds are due by Tuesday, December 13th. Let's finish the year strong. Register on our website for Saturday Power Hour Fitness, December 17th. 